0: what's good everyone welcome back to my first kicks this is episode 77 and this week we welcome 23 penny to the podcast if you don't know about 23 penny well this podcast will put you on And I am very excited to bring this episode to you all as it's a different side of reselling in the sneaker culture. You know, I mean, we're going to we touch on it in the episode, but I've known 23 Penny since I first started collecting. Shout out to Joey. Joey Brams, episode one. Uh, We talk about it and he's definitely one of the first resellers I've ever met. Or knew about, you know, you got the Corgi shoes, uh, like selling like that whole generation of selling on Instagram was just something different. And I remember just trying to save up for sneakers on 23 pennies page or Corgi shoes page. And, you know, you got to act quick if you don't got the money in your bank it's over for you. So, I mean, resell culture, because I think I mean, if you don't know And I think that the current state of the sneaker culture doesn't acknowledge that there is an actual resell culture. So like if I talk to, say, Chris from Flight Club, uh, he'll let you know, like in the beginning before, which we talk about in the episode before the crazy rise of reselling, there was an actual resell culture. And we get a little bit of glimpse of this in this episode. We get to talk about it because. He twenty three penny made a career out of this. He has three stores and he has been running his website and putting sneakers on Instagram ever since. And it's very commendable. But I say this because. With the recent news, and I mean, which is crazy, it's just. If y'all haven't seen, there was recently this week someone trying to stab someone over a pair of panda dunks, or I think it's like a panda dunk high. Uh if you follow me on Twitter, which is who is hos all underscores because I can't get the one without the underscores. I am against this damn shoe. Well, the panda colorway in general. I think Nike has been consistently. Flooding and flooding the market, just trying to get the shoe out everywhere. You, you're as soon as you walk out in the street, anywhere you are, everybody's wearing a pair. It's an easy hundred dollars shoe, and once you buy it, you can definitely make a couple hundred on top of that. So now, whenever a, a re-release of this shoe is out, kids are lining up just because they know they can make a couple hundred on top of it. And it leads to. Some people taking the extra measure just to try to get a pair, and it just continues to stigmatize uh, reselling and ultimately the sneaker collector sneakerhead um, anybody who's just into sneakers it, it just all trickles down and I don't think that's fair. We should definitely take Uh, more just precautions and. Not trying to gatekeep or or just letting more people into this community into collecting. I just find it just saddening, in my opinion, to be honest. And this is not going to be the first time or the last time we hear about this. It's probably going to keep continuing as the world turns you know like well sought after items are always gonna get extreme amounts of attention so it's just interesting but i would like to say that this episode (laughs) is not gonna be relying or or give you much or a lot of insight into Reselling in the current state or reselling in general you're not going to get tips on how to resell you're not going to get tips on what to do when you buy a pair of sneakers this is strictly about 23 pennies journey into where he is now and I just want to get more stories like this out because it always starts with one shoe it always starts with one shoe and we get this so I'm very 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 hyped to get this episode to y'all so why don't we get on to where you can find 23 penny. You can find him on all social medias at, at 23 penny. You also get to learn about the significance behind the name. Uh, check out his, epi- his uh, website, I almost said episode. You are checking out his episode. Check out his website, 23 penny.com. I will say this dude has steals on there. If you look or if you're patient enough, so make sure you go on there but be sure he does keep up his prices to what is being asked on like the popular sites i will say his prices are really good and fair though and you know where you can find me i am who is host on all social media's follow your boy ify at ify nawadway on all socials don't forget to follow the podcast at my first kicks pod shoot us a my first kicks story at my first kicks pod at gmail.com don't forget to leave a review. Share this with your peoples. It, if, you, if, if you're listening to this right now and somebody's around you, stop them. Well, first of all, if you know them, then stop them and ask them to please subscribe or follow on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple. So whatever they're using as a, as a, a podcast listening device, stop them. Tell them to follow the podcast uh, or subscribe to the podcast and if they're on if they have another five seconds or whatever less than five seconds, just tell them to leave a review. Just give them the, tell them to leave five stars. I will greatly appreciate it we will greatly appreciate it as we're trying to continue to move this forward. So on to this week's episode with 23 penny. Hey, 23 Penny, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Haas, how are you? Yo, it's a huge honor having you on. Uh, we were talking about this before the podcast, but you were the first reseller I ever learned about when I was young in the game on, on Nike trying to buy sneakers. Um, so when I came up with this podcast, you were definitely on the list from the from the jump after I had Captain Bucket, a.k.a. Joey Brams. I don't know what he's going by now, but yes. Well,
1: definitely shout out to Joey. I'm glad I could be uh, a part of your lineage along this, you know, this this sneaker journey as well.
0: No, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a huge honor because, like, you know, I I think it's it's interesting um, from. Like where I'm at now, what, what do I, what my sneaker collection has become? And like, I just remember seeing your post and being like, oh, I want those. Oh, I want those. <laughs> I <laughs> just like be like, I think a lot of your Instagram posts early in the days when I was following you were fueling me. Um, because I, I didn't have a, I was like just starting out. I was only just into Nike SB and, and you were one of the first pages I started following because joey uh put me on to you and i was just like oh there's other like dope kicks like you know you you, you one of the first like pe- like you put me on a pennies like i didn't know that there were different colors that came out and i was just like oh man these are sick and, and like the way you always pictured uh or took pictures of your sneakers were just super influencing to me thanks
1: man i, I definitely think that was the uh obviously one of the 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 very early stages of what I would say how this sneaker thing kind of really blew up, but also mm-hmm. think when you and I when when you really started following me back and maybe the the infancy of me reselling was really the emergence of Instagram, right? So we were all kind of mm-hmm. getting trained to to learn how this app works and you know what I mean and and understanding yeah. like hey you know I'm sure when you look back at some of the pictures you posted in 2011 and 2012, it's got some crazy looking filter on it and, oh yeah you know and the quality <laughs> of the pictures are so bad but back then that's kind of the standard and mm-hmm. and you know just how how far we have kind of actually come same, you know what i mean since that era and then the sneaker thing kind of took so many iterations right you know and then talking about from you know when you were in sbs to then i remember in 2010 to you know the blue box era they were kind mm-hmm. of you know they were kind of dead
0: you know, oh, yeah. To, to, for to, sure. to even
1: that was like emerald. Remember, once it went to the paper box with the emerald mm-hmm. green, that was kind of dead. And then to kind of see that now coming back into the picture. And then people really have to get a crash course on how Nike SB accounts are, you know what I mean? Or how these shoes are released. I think is, uh, it's almost a full circle moment, right?
0: So, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, now to where it's so easy, I remember just being like part of this big exclusive thing. And then now you're just like, everybody's in the know. Now everybody knows how to get it. You just got to like Google it. But before it was just like, yo, I heard such and such. Like, you just have to be up on the boards and be like, yo, I heard such and such is dropping these. And you got to run. You just got to run. Go, go, go. (laughs) Yeah,
1: the the true definition of a quick track, right? You can drop anytime, anywhere, and you just got to be ready for it. (laughs)
0: Or, like, or you know, or or
1: have somebody that essentially can plug you in and kind of, hey, I heard they're dropping that, you know, little birdie told me, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that that was that what makes sneakers so cool to me was that it really was almost the have and the have nots.
0: Oh, yeah, it was like that secret society level of it where you're like, if you were in the know, then, you know, and then the people that see you on the streets and be like, yo, how'd you get those? And then, yeah, that's all gone now. I don't I don't think that's. Like, unless it's like some friends and family pack that you've seen a picture of on Instagram, right. I don't think I don't think that's like that's how it is now or like even close to that. Um, but, you know, for my listeners who aren't familiar with you, how about you introduce yourself for, for all the listeners? Gotcha. Well, I'm, I'm 23 penny. I am a sneaker
1: reseller. I've been reselling shoes for about 11 to 12 years. Um, I, I go by Z is my nickname in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I currently live in Nashville, Tennessee. I've been here in the south for you know, God knows how long, probably 15, last 15, 16 years of my life here. I really mm-hmm. do like it. We got three stores. There's one in Louisville, Kentucky. There's one in Nashville, Tennessee, and there's one in Chattanooga, Tennessee as well. So wow. Kind of really, I didn't even really, know it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, <laughs> really, really deep, deep in the sneaker resell mm-hmm. business, that you would call it. But, um, but, you know, like I was talking with you earlier, Haas, it really started as a passion for me and it still is, right? I'm, I still enjoy yeah. A nicely put together pair of sneakers, a good storytelling, but you know Mm -hmm. these things. I feel like in today's shoe culture, whatever you want to call these things, just are so far and through between, and it's just really hard for me to, you know what I mean, say hey, this and that when so many people now have entered the realm and they have so
0: you know so much personal opinion about everything. Oh yeah, for sure, and I and I mean like you know we and you know being like i guess i want to say like older sneaker heads in this thing and we've seen the many different stages of it like the current stage of it now of just hype buying and and all that stuff definitely makes it a little bit more of a toxic uh hobby right so that's why we're here to to bring back the st- the stories the, the the stories that that makes any regular shoe mean something else more to the person who's buying them right it doesn't sure, have sure. to be yeah it doesn't have to be about the what the story that what the story you know nike or adidas or yay or you know jay-z is telling you to to to, to, <laughs> to to why this shoe is important it's about wh- why you wanted them and we're that's what we're, we're here to to talk about and since i'm already just segwaying into the question um what's your first kicks what's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have uh the first pair of kicks that i absolutely need to have that i actually bought with my money that i
1: saved up was the nike air max one Red and white pair. This the, uh the University Red, Sport Red, whatever you want to call it, it's the Quick Strike version from 08, mm-hmm. 09. Uh, I remember buying that pair on Nike Talk on the buy, sell, trade forum. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to use my mom's PayPal account because whoever was selling, them, they wanted me to send us PayPal gift. And you know what I mean? That's one of the yeah. things that really jump started me to really understanding oh, people were really buying, selling, trading sneakers on the internet. And 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 then, so that pair for me, I just thought it, the the silhouette the silhouette of the shoe was absolutely fabulous. I I can mm-hmm. wear. I love the color red, and until this day, it is still probably my favorite sneaker.
0: Yeah, I think. Um, well, first. Let's let's do a little a little recap of the shoe uh, for the listeners here. Um, it's the Air Max One Strike Sport Red, which was released in 2009. The design combines a white and gray upper with a university red swoosh and university red overlays around the base. And the shoe is gorgeous. I think um, when they started do, putting money behind Air Max Day, that shoe just started taking off. Uh, and I just think like. I mean, I'm I'm mad because I I never got a pair of these and I'm hoping that they re-release them again because in the what I don't know. Do you remember the three twenty six pair with the with the neon with the volt uh, midsole? Yeah, I have two of those. Yeah, I've I wanted those. But I remember the only reason I wanted them was because of the bubble packaging okay gotcha (laughs) and i was like these are dope these are dope and then (laughs) i remember that yeah (laughs) so
1: i think that's the first year they did the uh the the air max Day thing.
0: yeah yeah that was literally the first yeah they were like oh yeah this is tinker's uh one of tinker's original designs and then they just started pushing air max day immediately and now it's has not gone away after after now we're getting like special drops and all that stuff but i mean I, i think i think it's a great shoe for it being like you know, just a simple colorway that you could pull off. I'm not I, I don't have many Air Max ones, but I the ones I have are just like the Clot Air Max ones. And I have a pair of blue Air Max ones, which I, I've killed to the ground to the point that they just have like a hole on the bottom of it. So I have to get another pair to replace it. And I think I'm going to wait until these drop again so I can get them. Well, I'm not sure when they're going to drop, but I do definitely <laughs> need another pair of Air
1: Max one, uh, especially if I, it's got holes on the bottom. Uh, I mean, I think, I think, I think what I really like about the shoe is just, it's so simple, but everything works together. Mm -hmm. You know, you can look at a ton of different color blockings that they do on other Air Max 1 styles, but to me, it's tried and true, right? We can talk about the 2005 version or the 1999 version, or even Mm -hmm. some of the older ones with the leather, right? They do like Air Max 1 SC, Mm -hmm. Um, but, but, but to me, every single iteration of the shoe just looks so classic and, you know. Just, you know, and then it's one of them, the shoes, I feel like, you know, a little dirty, you know, you get them a little dirty and they look even better.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Like that, because uh, it's nylon on the toe, right? It's or like it's a like mesh. A, yeah, it's like a mesh, nylon, like a mesh. mesh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like a and sway think, new buck kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that just like when you wear those, it just makes it, it just makes it even not dingy, but it looks like the wornness of it just makes it look like it's part of the look. For sure, it it, yeah. it doesn't
1: look dirty, right? It looks it right. looks like broken in, and uh, that's, that's yeah. what I like about you know maybe some of the runner style. It's casual mm-hmm. enough, but at the same time, it's it's such a classic. So I, I thought it was funny when you had to read this the entire script description of the shoe, and I was like, you know what? If you are so called quote unquote sneakerhead and you don't know what the shoe looks like, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> because this shoe I, mean, been, I, mean, I feel <laughs>
0: like it's, it's it's
1: been on so many different feet and whatever. Yeah. There's no way that when you say that, you know what I mean? It should be up. in in the echelon with like a Black Cement 3 or a, a Space Jam 11. You know, I think people just have to like be able to visualize that when somebody says it.
0: No, yeah, I mean, I, I get you, but this is a podcast that is for everybody. So we have to include the non-sneakerheads in because we're here. <laughs> That's
1: all good. I'm, huh? I'm just fighting my case, Haas. I'm just fighting my case for For this, you go on the Hall of Fame hall of all Sneakers. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: it's up there, you know, like when Shuzim, when Shuzim uh, was around, I think that this was like next to the next to the waffles, the original waffles, right? This was another one in a glass case. Like I think like the OG pair was there because it is a tinker have I feel like tinker anything tinker gets that like you know the the golden lights come down on it and they go we got we need to either make more of these or or we need to push these even more so right yeah <laughs> hey man from, but, from, from, from 1987 till now still going still going still going um but like yeah you know you you talked about jumping on the forums to get a pair uh what was like high school like for you were you always in the kicks or or did it what what, what what I mean I guess we're, we're we're going to talk about the 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 threshold that you crossed to 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 be even more into sneakers. Well, really, I started with collecting uh
1: fitted, fitted caps. Oh, okay. So, like New Era Fifty Nine Fifties. I was really into the hats, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, hip hop music, Jay Z, Yankees hat. But mm-hmm. you know, I think the thing that got me into sneakers was coming on Nike talk and they have you know the threads and it's like ecap city they put out uh mm-hmm. matching fits for the sneakers that they were releasing so like the griffies the freshwater griffies the volt and neon and blue griffy so i was like oh this sneaker thing is like you know bigger than what i thought it was mm-hmm. you know so just me doing a lot of browsing on the internet on you know so collector uh, right, ISS whatever Nike talk that really got me wow, doing a deep ISS. dive into yeah, you know <laughs> a, a, a big, and, and I think the thing about the message boards the the good thing about it is that you can actually go back and read pages up on pages of what people posted, right because it's almost mm-hmm. like a an archive of dialogues it's not just you know, like somebody's on live and you have to be there at the moment, but it's something that yeah. you can read back on, you know, some, some of these very classic Nike talk threads or really get on put on a lot of game about like, Hey, the store was doing that. Or, you know, so, so I read up and down all of essentially all of the Nike talk sections and, and I really fell in love with, you know, in terms of like the sneakers, the variety. And then, you know, I was a very academically focused kid in, in high school, so mm-hmm. only work like one fast food job. I was working at a Kentucky, uh, a KFC, mm-hmm.
0: in Kentucky, and uh, so you got you got all the eleven uh, herbs and spices, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but zero sneakers. But you know, uh, yeah, you know, started saving money
1: and then yeah. and started buying a couple pair pairs here and there. Um, so you know, high school was cool. Uh, I think a lot of kids back in high school they had the sneakers, but I wasn't really paying attention to that because I was really into fitted hats.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, and now what do you feel about the, the crazy, the craze of fitted hats now? Uh, I don't
1: like a lot of the designs, mm-hmm. but I do appreciate that coming back in the spotlight because I still probably, you know, have 500 to 600 fitted hats. Wow. And I got like when, you know, I don't know if you remember like fabulous, like the blog era days, right? It's like fabulous had yeah. a hat. I was like, nice. Do you remember like, like, like that's kind of the era I grew mm-hmm. up on? It's like, uh, you know, like 10 deep hats and, yeah, And, you know, like when streetwear really had a chokehold on the game. So yeah. a lot of the new era, like the dopest new era were streetwear brand based. Yeah. Now, the, sta-
0: the staple hat with the, yeah, the poop the, on the back. Yeah. yeah, you
1: know, yeah they they yeah. were so creative and they still are, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, any of the stuff with like some crazy creative stuff on the, on the bill, like Huffquake, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, you know, I think, I think now it's, it's more of a accessory and I, I'm not really a fan of like all the different two-tone UV under and all that, you know, I'm mm-hmm. I like a very, I, I just like something simple with a patch team colors, not a ton of different crazy stuff on it, not yeah. a pink under bill.
0: So I think, I think, well, I've recently, and I've had somebody, i we had, um, my boy, uh, Qu- quarantino J. I always say it's either jay quarantino quarantino J. one of those but he's he's a he's a hat maker um and he's like he does embroidery and stuff like that he makes all his own custom patches and i think it's i think that like as it starts starts to blow up you know like that patch storytelling and stuff like that it's starting to blend in with like the sneaker storytelling because it's it's more of uh combination of like yo this colorway means this and and like you know like customizer style right but i think it's i think it's interesting um but yeah old old school hats i was i i you know i i'm a mets fan so it's just like i just had regular ass mets hats gotcha. they, what's your favorite they, version
1: they, of the Mets hat Do you like uh, the all black one with the orange and the blue or you like the royal blue with the
0: orange it's tough i was i'm actually a big fan of the mr met hat Okay, of him like running on it. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think, I I think a of lot those. of people. I think a I lot of a people hate of those. <laughs> I like Mets hats They're cool. But, oh. but you know, I,
1: I'm from an era where, like, uh, when Mets went to the World Series, I bought a hat with the with the World Series patch.
0: Yeah, I got that right? too. So and, like, it's and like, I the hate OGs that they went so. to the. Yeah, and I hate that that one out of like like if you look at the, the, these current patches, right? They're all stitched, and then if you look at that one from the 2015 World Series run, it's like a metallic. It's, it's like a plastic. Yeah, it's like a heat. Yeah. Pressed on. Yeah, it, it, I was like, when I got it, because I did, so once they got in, right? I was already on the website. Like, give me one shirt of every. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, one of everything, <laughs> please. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so I got the hat, and I'm like man, what is this? (laughs) I'm like, I'm thinking like the patch is going to be sick. And I'm like, I I was just like, yeah, this is going to be dope. Like, you know, Mets World Series. Like (laughs) if you sweat too much, the patch might fall
1: off. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That was, you know, that that was a dark era for new era, right? I think it Mm -hmm. it was uh, when fitters weren't really selling and they, I think they switched factories to overseas. So the sizing became a lot more inconsistent. Mm -hmm. Um, But even you look at now, some of these patches, I feel like people did too many colors in it and then the stitching come out crazy sloppy yeah and there's nothing you can do about it so
0: yeah i mean you know there's some new no- there's some noobs you know they try and stuff they'll get there eventually <laughs> i think like i think i think i mean i have some and you know i, sh- I support my boy jay because he he does like different packs like he'll do like a he recently did like a um it was like new york uh animals pack or something like that he showed us when he was on the episode and it was like one was like a pigeon that matched actual the actual like pairs of pigeon dunks and okay. then he had like a, a rat color and then it was like an, another uh it was like a pigeon rat and then something else and i was like that pi- oh a pig and i think it was like a pig or something like that and then that pigeon one was like so sick and i and i it was like a, a tealish it looked like the pet, the feathers of a pigeon, like that tealish blue. Gotcha. Bananas. Um, but yeah, I think is I think I think that was dope. But um, but yeah, I mean, like, so yeah. So if you're in if it's a as you're in high school and stuff like that. Like, when did when did uh, the expanding of your collection happen?
1: Uh, I would say towards the end of my high school. Got a little bit more money and I really started selling sneakers. Mm-hmm. to form my own pair, right? So my thought process was behind, you know, the beginning, the infancy of the reselling operation was just, hey, if I can buy three, four pairs of a shoe, flip three of those, and I can keep a pair for free. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my, you know, mode of operation towards like, you know, getting a release and stuff like that. Um, and I kind of just grew from there, you know, having a little bit more change in my pocket and then, mm-hmm. you know, I was on the forms heavy, you know, just kind of buying some of the stuff I, I, I kind of want it before you know i had the money and you mm-hmm.
0: know just kind of went from there i mean that's it's crazy that like because like that i always i i tell people you know like i i feel like early in the in the infancy of of uh now you're making me use that world <laughs> but, but but early in the infancy of like sneaker collecting sneakers and stuff like that like i was learning that right you you'd buy a couple pairs even if you you know like oh, they're not sought after. You just buy a couple pairs, try to move them to the one pair that you actually want. And then you keep that pair and then you just do that again. I think that like that's always a great base in terms of or that was always a great base in terms of just like learning. I don't think I don't even I don't know if I consider that reselling because you're just you're like you're like creating a pyramid so that you don't have to pay the full price for something. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's a
1: good way to put it. I mean, I would just call it a hustle, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. I I think for for people to call a hustle a business is, you know, there has to be a difference, right? You know what I mean? Like to me, it was a lot of nickel and diming versus now we're doing a ton more business than just hustle. Like back then, just hustling It was inconsistent. It wasn't everything I wanted. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, Olympic Mm -hmm. sevens. Cool. Let me get that. Oh, what's next? Ah, I don't want those. You know, and then I think that's when, you know, this, this Jordan thing really was like, Slowing down a little bit, like playoff 13s, yeah, those were dope. But the next shoe was like taxi 12 lows, and I was like, I don't want those, yeah, you know, <laughs> like it, uh-huh. it wasn't, yeah, it didn't really explode that you know till many years later. I feel like everything sold. I think people yeah. were, were still very selective, you know, back when I first started, like, oh, yeah, we want mm-hmm. that. And then when stuff were limited, they were truly limited, like a year of the rabbit sevens. Do you remember that shoe?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? That was like really hard to get, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so, so when I, when I made my money on that i was like oh man this is uh pretty easy you know and then <laughs> yeah you know, go from that to, to the next shoe and it kind of just everything just kind of snowballed and then
0: yeah i was gonna i mean I, i'm very curious of just like you know even if it's just for like a personal pair has there hasn't there, has there been like a is there like a line story that's just like infamous from from trying to get a pair
1: uh i had to wait outside for the uh I didn't really have to wait outside, though. I think it, I wanted the green Pada Air Max 1s. Mm-hmm. And then my plug got me a pair of the Galaxy Foam. So me and the, one of the guys on Nike Talk, we actually traded out. Gave him the foams, and I got the up and like four other pair of shoes. Wow. So that's one thing I really like had to stiff arm the plug and say, hey, I need a pair of these. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and yeah. I had to camp out on, you know, all night, which fortunately... Uh, you know you, you see how crazy the whole thing got so
0: <laughs> i mean like we on the last the previous episode before this one uh before this episode comes out the uh we talk about like they, we should make like a documentary about how reselling just like <laughs> changed right because like i think once the galaxy phones came out <laughs> it, it just went crazy after that right because like i remember hearing like grandmas were on the line down in Times square just like Two, like three days before the shoe came out, just waiting, just trying to get the pair. Um, but, like, in this documentary, you know how, like, in every documentary, and s- sorry for everybody listening because they're gonna hear this again, but, like, you know how in every documentary there's that one moment and the music just drops out. And then uh-huh. they just do like clips of people be like, and then this is, and then this happened. Right. Yeah, <laughs> It's, that's, just like, it's just the music drops out and he goes and they released the galaxy foams, and then <laughs> the music drops out and just, it's just, and be everybody perfect. became. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a perfect way to sum up. I think
1: that like the, the national, the national attention to gather. And I think obviously like people realizing, Oh, this is like a, a, a legit hustle. Mm-hmm. You know, it really, it was the tipping point for a lot of things.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I I didn't jump into that. I was working. Right. So like I was just like working these crazy hours at a candy store. Um, and So like (laughs) I couldn't be like, yeah, let me take like a week off just to stand on a line for a shoe that might go crazy. Um, But like, yeah, I mean, I've I've experienced too many bad lines to me for me to jump on one again. Um, So like, yeah, that's why we were talking about it earlier. But like, yeah, that that's how um, there's always a a next shoe. Um, it formed in my head because I just took too many L's. Where I would either be the the last the the person before the, the they'd be like, "Yo, we're out," or I'm I'm a size 13, so there was either like, Ooh, "Yeah, it, it's like it's yeah, tough. we never even got 13s." Yeah, and I, and I heard that well, too they many got times. a 13, <laughs> just
1: not just, just not for you. Uh, I remember <laughs> standing outside Wish Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to let you line up outside the ramp. Um, on the ramp actually and i was like number five in line for some jordans and somebody in front of me sold their spot but but he sted, he stood in line so i was like number i, I went from essentially five or six to like seven. oof, and they only had six pairs oh you know, no. there was nothing i could do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. but, but it, it is what it is you know i i think the mm-hmm the the entire thing about catching you know a good pair of sneakers for retail or whatever or even the idea of like getting a pair is it sh- you know it should be fun right like like we were talking mm-hmm. about like it should it shouldn't be something that stress you out right like you shouldn't yeah. be like in bed the night before and be like oh man I'm gonna be really sad if I don't get these sneakers you know but I but I, I think mean, you know man. we've been so conditioned <laughs> yeah. you know in, in 2022 it's just like I'm so desensitized to sneakers the, and and you know it's hard for me to even remember what i felt like back in line mm-hmm. and, and i feel like you know it didn't really matter because years down the road you can still go find that pair
0: yeah exactly you know? mm-hmm. i mean I, I i get that now right because like when, when you're in that but when when you're in that moment right and that happens to you in front of that line like it, it, like that it shoe sucks. gets oh man it, your, your heart just drops right out of your pants on that point <laughs> it sucks yeah it's like uh, a gun punch for sure oh yeah for sure um so like what was, have you lived in Tennessee your whole life? Uh, I lived in Memphis for a couple of
1: years. Mm-hmm. We moved to Kentucky for high school. Then I went down to Atlanta for college. So I was oh. in Atlanta for about, yeah, you know, uh, a good seven years. And then mm-hmm. I, I've been up here in Tennessee for about five years.
0: What was, what was like the differences in sneaker culture out there? Well, uh, when you were in it, you know. In Atlanta? Or, well, when you were in, when you were actually actively like, you know, buying sneakers and stuff like that.
1: Uh, I think, I think I was mainly just online. You know, I, I think, mm-hmm. I think I'm more in, more, uh, in tune with the online, you know, like sneaker Twitter. I, I remember that like, kind of mm-hmm. infancy of sneaker Twitter, but, mm-hmm. but to me, like the, the scene in Atlanta was always, everybody was very welcoming. Everybody was very friendly and I didn't really have any problems. Uh, but I think for me, I really built a, a lot of good networks, over the internet so that's kind of where i was at and uh when i moved to tennessee then it's kind of like ah, oh, it's even harder to meet people that like sneakers you know because we out here in nashville we don't even have a house of hoops oh wow and, and then that's like a four-year-old idea you know what i mean that i mean yeah. like, who cares about house of hoops now but the fact right. that like nashville tennessee never even got
0: one mm-hmm. but i feel like it's such a big city like you know i feel like it has it gets a lot of foot traffic i feel like that's like a missed opportunity
1: well, that's also the reason we have a store here, mm-hmm. right? To play to that, kind of the, the shortage of sneakers here. Yeah. Because being, having, you know, a store up here for the last five years, I can definitely tell you that there are a ton of sneaker heads here. Um, but, but, you know, I, I, I just think, you know, the people that got into it now, it's just hard for them to, you know, for, for us to have like a conversation outside of like, oh yeah, these are dope, right? Because mm-hmm. some of these, the shoes that I have in my closet, it, you know, it, it just like it means a lot more to me than them because they don't they don't even know what the shoes are. You know what I mean? If I yeah. show them uh, uh, that red and white Air Max one, they're just like, "Oh, this is just some Air Max ones." But are on those I, Grs. It's yeah, just like, <laughs> well, yeah, well, you you might have some Nike SBs. You're like, yeah, I've never seen that. Like, when does that come? From? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's happened to me the, before. Yeah, they're just a different. I, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I remember I wore a pair of Linoleums outside and this the, this couple stopped me and they go yo when do those come out and i was just like they came out like four years ago they're like what and i was just like yeah i've never seen those i was like okay and i just like didn't know how to respond <laughs> right well um, I, I take that as a compliment right <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hey man, uh, so like, there's
1: just so many sneakers out i feel like yeah. it's so the, the the culture thing is just so big, right? Everybody's into it. Mm-hmm. And I was just having a conversation about how really, really the, the, the social status of having sneakers got elevated the last couple of years. Because oh, I yeah. remember, you know, going back to high school, it's like, if you had a nice pair of sneakers, it's like nobody really cared, right? Like, I went to yeah. school with, with some Jordans on, the only people that cared were the other people that weren't wearing sneakers. Like, mm-hmm. But now I feel like everybody wants a pair of uh, black and white dunk clothes. Yeah, which right, I don't because everybody got, but but everybody else got, them, you know, but but to me, that's like used to be cool in the vans and now everybody got to have a pair of dunks.
0: Yeah, I just think like, oh, I mean, I don't get the, the craze behind the panda dunks at all like it pers- <laughs> it just misses me cuz like i don't i've seen a pair and i and um, out of everything that's come out um, in the be true to you like to me like if you say somebody if you say to somebody and you tell them oh yeah these are be true colors they'd be like i don't know what that means they're just they're just uh blue and yellow dunk lows to me i'm like no these are michigans and you're just like you try yeah. to like tell them that and then but yeah like once the that like the the big restock or the i don't know the, the different colorways just started dropping of every single dunk that just i was just like man this is gonna suck for sbs because because <laughs> everybody's gonna be like yeah let me get those too, you know because they're just gonna start just googling nike dunk now um and i think it's just i don't understand it but I also get it because you know uh it's it's akin to when the the Yeezy 450 the 350s v2s drop what well, I think it's either the, the 350s that when they started dropping and Kanye was like I'm gonna flood the market and so once you started walking in the streets of heavy cities of just like people all you see. Yeah, that's, that's all you, you see, see. <laughs> and I think like I think like at one point the Nike was just like, nah, no, nah, no, nah, we gotta change this. Let's make a cheap shoe and flood the market with the cheap shoe. And so, yeah, this is this is kind of like and this is what's gonna happen. Cause then maybe another brand's gonna make another shoe. That, Cause like I feel like it just bounces back and forth, right? You had Stan Smith literally taking over at one point. Um, and then Yeezys took over. Now there's the dunk. And I think we're starting to get the rise of the ALDs, the ALD four five fifties, right? Okay. Okay. That's a that's, yeah, a that's a casual shoe. It's like a casual shoe. shoe. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a cool shoe. Um, but like it's starting to go like if you look at a size six or six and a half or something like that, I think they're going for like six hundred dollars or something like that. Like the AL just just the ALD or just any five I think it's ALD it's the ALD five fifty with but it has I think it's like the the like forest green pair man those things
1: are just the hype on those is crazy man
0: yeah and I don't understand it yeah there's like I just looked it up Stadium Goods has a pair for $545 in a size (laughs) 10 and they yeah. they have a size six for two thousand six hundred five two thousand five hundred and sixty bucks, dude. Like <laughs> it's just it's it's crazy how and I mean in the previous episode we were talking about the black cat fours how they were just like these these are a pair of shoes that were just sitting like they even hit like Marshalls and and they're just like all of a sudden now fifteen hundred dollars for a pair like right. you kn- it's it's wild to me um but yeah it's just threads trends of of i think just common sneakers are are what we're down to and i think it's just where's the to me it's like with the pandas it's just like where's the uniqueness if everybody's wearing the same pair like where why are you just wanting to copy everybody else is i guess my problem with it well, yeah, that's kind of my
1: stance on everything, right? Yeah. It's like, I wanted, when I, when I started buying sneakers, is I was looking for stuff that a, I personally like, but also what swayed me was like, oh, you don't have these. You know what I mean? Like, like my yeah. whole thing was kind of having a unique style and having something that if I go to the mall or whatever, whatever, somebody mm-hmm. just won't have this pair on. You know, that's, that's what kind of drove that for me. It's kind of like, oh, oh, these are limited. But I, I feel like, you know, at some point that limited whatever kind of, sh- kind of faded out. Yeah. You know, like the ALD, like I don't even try because it's so limited. You know, I'd rather not try than to, you know, be disappointed, Be like, oh, I didn't get them. But recently I just put in a, a raffle for those like uh, made in England. Mm-hmm. I think we like 99, 992s nine, nine, nine and I didn't win either. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know,
0: but, but again, it's just like
1: yeah. it speaks to, I think on the really limited sneakers, it's, it's just, it's really hard to get some of these sneakers without having to pay resale so so really if you want it it can be yours but it will cost a lot more than you what you expected
0: yeah i mean are you still in the like are you still in the um like uh, i'ma buy an extra to to get a pair like are you still doing what you first started doing like in order to get personal pairs are you still like doing that stuff uh to a certain extent yes
1: right Mm -hmm. because i i think uh in my in my world buying more is always good because we have more buying power, mm-hmm. right? But I don't, I don't really find myself keeping a lot of sneakers. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I think I'm trying to just on a diet, and also like I have 600 pair of sneakers. So my mm-hmm. goal is to really sort that out and be like, Hey, am I, am I, am I really going to wear this shoe or just going to sit brand new and I will just sell it one day? Yeah, you know, like I think Mm -hmm. I've got too many shoes. Like I think I'm on the, the the really the 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 top of everything. It's like, wow, (laughs) I got more shoes than I can actually wear. Yeah, there's definitely times where I went in the closet and I was like, oh yeah, I I don't even think I can wear these today. Let me put these Mm -hmm.
0: back. Mm -hmm. So I I mean, I was just. I, I yeah, I, we're both this is why we're here. <laughs> this is actually an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. No, the but um I mean yeah, I mean recently uh I wanted the Tom Sachs General Purpose shoe, right? So but I was like, okay, if I get this pair, right? I'm going to go through everything and donate this the stuff that is like either beat or like or I know it's just like it's not, you know, something that I can like easily move off right so yep. but i didn't get the pair so now i'm still stuck with all these sneakers so <laughs> <laughs> the plan didn't work the plan did not work i thought i thought if i if i bartered with the sneaker gods you know you like yo you know if you I, if they listen to my prayers of and my 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 ask of donation that they would <laughs> give they would let me get tom Sachs would be like you got it here you go in the in my email, but <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> I heard there's another drop in August. Hopefully, yeah. makes more pairs. Yeah, and I mean, my friend was telling me he's like, "Yeah, this is for uh," f- so the bots couldn't get them. I was just like, the bots still got them. They're still going for a good amount on 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 this on the shoe site. So, I mean, you know, you. It, it, it there is no i I'd like when when it comes to that it's just like and i'm from i'm from the school of just like you know if you have the means and you want to pay uh whatever you think it's worth to you then definitely do that right i'm never going to judge anybody for doing that you know so right i'm just I mean, I, like I, I
1: think i think in today's sneaker market or sneaker collecting or whatever mm-hmm. i think the biggest um difference for me is that you don't have to know somebody or know something to get a sneaker anymore because mm-hmm. everything is like, as long as you have the money to buy it, somebody will sell to it or you can yeah. get it. And I think that's the difference maybe 10 years ago. It's like, if you wanted something that's friends and family, it was really actually friends and family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Unless you really knew what you had. You know, right. I got some friends and family stuff that I bought a sneaker con, but you know, one of 24, but no one knows what they are. You know, but I thought they were mm-hmm. dope. And that's the that, and that, that, that was the foremost reason why I bought the shoes yeah. because I thought they were dope. You know, exactly. what I mean? it wasn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't for the fact that they were, oh, this is a friend to family shoe. And I feel like you don't see that anymore because everything is blown out of proportion. Mm-hmm. And now there's so much documentation and, and articles and Instagram posts about every single shoe that it's almost nauseating to the fact that, you know, you, you're tired of a shoe before it even comes out. Like, what's coming yeah. out for holiday? What's the Christmas Jordan 11? Uh, I don't know. Is it the it's white the ones? All re- it's the all, it's all red paint. All red
0: ones. There, I knew it was red in there, but I was just like is right. it the wall?" is the wall but is, thing the is it's yeah, June. Yeah.
1: You know about it already. It really right. killed the You know what I mean? The curiosity mm-hmm. already killed the cat. How,
0: how did cuz like I'm trying to wreck my brain. How did how did we find out about sneakers when they were like when they were coming out back then? Was it tip like tips on yeah, it was message boards? boards? It was definitely has to be message board. Yo, somebody said Hey, I called
1: the shop. They said they're doing this and that. They're doing mm-hmm. a, a raffle. Hey, they said first come, first serve. You know, that, that, that to me is when, like, you went on a thread on Nike Talk was page seven. And then by the time you finished in and you came back, it was on page 10.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And everybody yeah. really has something to say. And I think now, like, and then to me, that was like a centralized point, right? Where you can, like, get really good information from, from different people. And you can meet these people. Like I remember we did like a Nike talk meetup, mm-hmm. you know, in Atlanta and they got me drunk and I was like 18. You know what I mean? But <laughs> but like those guys
0: were like, I don't even think allegedly, allegedly. Anyway. Yeah, allegedly, allegedly. But I mean <laughs> these
1: guys, I don't even think half these guys are still in a sneakers. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just one mm-hmm. of the things that, like it's cool. It allows me to meet different people in different avenues. And I think that's what I'm really grateful about, my sneaker journey, right? It's just it's like not only I have a ton of dope sneakers that I like, but just to meet different people in different walks of life. Yeah, you know what I mean, because everybody what, shared this passion. What so, is the most
0: What is the most interesting person you have met in this journey? Ooh, uh,
1: you know, like uh, like Yellow Wolfie's kind of weird. He's a weird oh, dude. You met, I mean, I was, yeah, you, I was literally, Wolf, yeah.
0: I was literally, just, I wasn't even aiming for like somebody who's like <laughs> somebody who no, I thought he was gonna be like you know, I met a mortician and like. <laughs>
1: oh no, yeah, I met a, I met a, you know, Yellow Wolf. He's probably one of the guys that. He's, he's a funny dude. He comes yeah. by the shop from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I met a guy, my buddy Phil. My buddy Phil runs a very big nonprofit in Atlanta and I met at the, at the at the Toronto airport because I had some white cements on and it was All-Star Weekend that the same year it dropped me. It was like, oh, I like your sneakers and we got to talking and we kind of got to network and now I go to his charity event every year in Atlanta. Wow.
0: That's you know what I mean? So yeah, so, yeah. So,
1: obviously, that opens the doors but I think it's also like, you know, yeah, it's just super dope how you know um i think a couple years ago right obviously i didn't have on the panda dunk clothes you know but but mm-hmm. but, but that that's something that may re- that really made me you know stick out in a crowd of people mm-hmm.
0: you know? um yeah and I, I mean early on like when when you were uh doing were you were you doing like a meetup sales uh before Yeah, in Atlanta I was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I just like I like bringing this up because it's just like I mean there was this time where we would have meetups, and for the listeners, you know, where you can just you can actually have a conversation with the people you're selling the sneaker with, the selling the sneaker too, and I feel like that is gone now. Yep, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the Stock
1: X is just anomalous, right? Like you don't. to, To me, that's the. The, the thing about always why like I like the brand, the 20 penny website, it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, you're buying it from a real person. Like there isn't not just like some corporate company that you have to talk to in the customer service by, like, Oh, you're taking number five. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If we had an issue, you're talking to me directly. And, and I just always like that because to me, it was good for branding. But at the same time, it was like, Hey, you know, the business relationship might become friendship. Yeah. You know? And then that's, that's super how, like, dope, yeah. That's, yeah. that's how I met uh, Captain Buckets. Mm-hmm.
0: You know? shout, shout out Joey again. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, for
1: sure. I remember uh, I flew up to New York and we went to like a Yankees game and we were like, sitting in the crazy nosebleed.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you know, made yourself that, up there? <laughs> yeah, that was like
1: I was like uh, when I was 18 years old. Uh-huh. You know? But Obvious. it's just like, yeah. yeah, when you came to Atlanta, we hang out, kicked it. So, I, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm very grateful for the people that I've met through the sneaker business. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just something that you know what I mean. I'm, I'm still very in tune with with everybody that I met at the early stages of everything. You know, yeah. I'm grateful for that.
0: Uh yeah. I mean, like, yeah. You know, you with this, I think that it's missing that now, right? Because, like, I I mean, even recently with like, just like I've I'm trying to remember somebody had stopped me or somebody was speaking to me. Oh, I know what it was. I was talking to. I don't know if you listened to. Uh, there's this rapper named femdot uh and so he i went to a saba show and so like i'm wearing i'm wearing uh am i wearing my bacons during this i think i think i'm wearing my bacons i'm wearing a pair of bacons and and i go up to say what's up to him and he looked down he's like oh you're wearing bacons and i looked at him and i was like oh you're wearing cement fours and then and, and then we just started talking about kicks off of that and i think like that because of that that interaction, I got to know a little bit a different perspective. Somebody just be like, "Yo, man, big fan of your music. Uh, you know, this is my favorite song." And then him being like, "Yeah, man, all right, yeah, cool. thanks. yeah thanks for coming to the show."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think uh, you know a good icebreaker, but at the same time, it's like you know, it, it's just you know, I think it reflects your style. You know what I mean? Whatever mm-hmm. you wear, how you feel, it's all encapsulating
0: your style. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, So we're towards the end of the podcast, you know. Uh, So I asked a a question, another question that I ask everybody each week as well. And that is, what does the thrill of the hunt mean to
1: you? Okay, I think uh, the thrill of the hunt means to me um, just your ability to maybe be resourceful and Mm -hmm. put together, you know, an idea and, uh, and really execute it. You know, it's like whether that's camping out, whether that's like get one of your friends to go, you know, what I mean, help you or be like, hey, you know, because I remember uh, when the key 54 fives really came out and my buddy was studying abroad. So I was like, hey, can you go grab me two of these? Because they were just sitting over there in in, in London. Yeah. You know, so so that's something I'll never forget. It's just about how, you know, use your resources and network to really get something that you want. But at the same time, like, you know what I mean, fortifying a friendship or relationship that you already built on. You know what I mean? So, so really Mm -hmm. it's about the process because at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you might, you might wear the sneakers, you might not, but I'll never forget how many hoops I really had to jump through to get something, you know, or or we're camping out for like a LeBron Cork 10, you know, and it's like raining crazy and you're just Mm -hmm. outside. You know, some, some Mm -hmm. of the things really, you know, really stuck with me, you know, I've been selling shoes for a long time, but I'll never forget some of these, uh, these memories, man, just like really being visually like you know, pulls me back into that moment.
0: So. Yeah. And then you look at, yeah, and then when you look at that shoe and you're like, yo, I remember standing in the line for these. Yeah. (laughs) And and I
1: think, I think it's a damn shame that a lot of people don't really get to Mm -hmm. experience that anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? With so much of, so many policy change and and this and that, it's like, there's never that anymore, right? Like, you don't hear like, hey, first come, first serve right now. Like, come Mm -hmm. to the store right now. We got You hardly see that anymore. Yeah, everything's got a release date. Everything. It's on. You know what I mean? It's on your iPhone yeah. account. You know, you got like no little push notification for five minutes before the shoe comes out. You know, I do miss yeah. that. You know what I mean? I, I do miss that. Like, you know, hey, you got the uh, hey, I got these right, right moment, right place, right time. Yeah,
0: yo, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I miss those like crazy too because that that's when that's what like you know that that luxury of just like walking into a store and seeing something that you were like oh snap am i about to get these right now like you, and you know it, it is make or break because being a size 13 they easily just be like no we don't have your size but yeah i do but I, I like there are some mom and pop stores like my local store uh is is bringing that back so i'm very fortunate i feel but yeah i don't think it's like that's coming back worldwide again you know
1: absolutely man i mean i think yeah. we just need to cherish. Um you know, like the, the older version of the sneaker thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. it was a different era. Now we're in a new era. But I think the thing is, you know, time, time moves linear and moves forward. And then we can always cherish those things. But at the same time, just understanding like, this is bigger than all of us. Mm-hmm. And then the end of the day, it's dope. You know what I mean? I like, I like when people come to my shop, they buy a dope pair of sneakers. It makes their day. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, nice. it compliments whatever outfit they have, you know, adds value to their lives. Yeah. I mean, they perfectly
0: are. said, man. But let everybody know where they can find you.
1: Oh, yeah. So 23penny, uh, you can find me on Twitter at 23penny1. Mm-hmm. Instagram at 23penny. 23penny.com. And, uh, yeah, on Instagram, you can find all the different stores that we have. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, definitely good. Appreciate you having me on the podcast. Oh, looking forward you to you on. know, Yeah, man, looking forward to meet you uh, when I come back this way to New York. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, man. Yo, and then also it was was fun to talk kicks. (laughs) I didn't finish to even talk business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna hold on.
0: I gotta, I gotta end the podcast because like we always say a phrase at the end of the podcast, and that is all. That is wear your kicks. So peace. (laughs) Wear your kicks. Peace. Yeah, yeah.